stop. Daily thoughts. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. We're back. It's 4-3-3 on a Friday. The big Friday. The huge deadline day. Deadline day, baby. Made hot dogs today for lunch in preparation for this. I was thoroughly ready. Um, But yeah. Yanks made some moves. Decidedly decidedly decided they're not dead after all. Cashman said, wait, I actually have stuff I can possibly do. He also remembered that lefties exist. Yeah, he decided – he remembered the fact that it's 314 down the line Yeah, in right field. Big advantage when you have to hit the ball less far to get a run. Yeah, you know, I heard that's good for your team. Um, this team, surprisingly, has not heard of it in at least a few years now, so that's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, some deals were to be had. Not really so much today. There was one that was kind of minor-ish, but yeah. three trades all together – uh, kind of like what we did, honestly. Um, there's two schools of thought, I guess, on it before we get into what the trades are. There were, uh, like, A, people really loved it because it balanced out the lineup. We got two lefties uh, to squeeze in the lineup now. We needed an outfielder. We needed an infielder. We got both those, both lefties. The other school of thought from what people are demeaning or the fact that neither of them are, like, high-contact guys, really. Well, Rizzo is, but people were kind of lamenting the fact like, Oh, we didn't go like speed contact guys. We're just doing more of the one dimensional slugger thing. Guys that just get on base and don't really do much else, which I can't say I fully disagree with, but that's just kind of what they're doing at this point. Like that's just what they're going to do. They want guys who get on base. They want guys who can who lift the ball. They want guys who can crush if they need to. Like that's just their MO. I, I like it. Don't like it. doesn't really matter. It's just go, what they're going to do. Yeah. We tried the speedy boys thing with, Ryan Lamar, Greg Allen for a little bit, but we're going back to the bread and butter of New York Yankees, Bronx Bombers baseball, and that's hitting some dongers. So we're going back to that. Yeah. The uh, Yankees remember they were the Bronx Bombers, and then we got a nice, nice deal on, was it Thursday night, right? Or Wednesday night, sorry? Wednesday night for Gallo, and then Thursday we got the Rizzo, the Ratman. Yeah, we uh, got Joey Gallo. That move had been in the works for a bit, been rumored for a bit. I seriously thought San Diego was going to come out and get him, honestly. Uh, I didn't really – like, I the fit's there, obviously. I just thought it was going to be more of a San Diego thing where they were just like, here's the guys we have, just take them. We don't care. We want yeah. another guy there. Like, there were rumors they were going to throw a, pros- a couple prospects in along with Hosmer's general contract, just been like, here you go. We don't care, but – the Yankees decided to come out of nowhere and just kind of swoop in and take him. Uh, we've been needing a left-handed bat, a left-handed power bat, um, considering how terrible we've been from the left-handed side outside of one Rugnado door. Um, yeah, didn't really give up too much of anything, honestly, but at least on what I think. But what are, you, what are your uh, thoughts? I definitely agree with you. I don't think they gave up much. I mean, in number, yes, the prospect number was high, but I don't think any of those guys were – going to do anything otherworldly that's going to make you regret making this move, especially since it was Gallo Plus. Um, yeah. It's... You got a pitcher thrown in there to kind of sweeten that for us, which I didn't really need. Gallo was enough for me anyways. Correct. 
It's an arm. I it's a lefty arm out of the pen. Not really yeah. too great, uh, Joely Rodriguez. But I mean, you never know. Maybe Matt Blake does something, works his magic, and he turns into a reliable left-handed option. We kind of said this about Wandy Peralta too, and he actually has been like relatively decent when he's been healthy. And yeah, Lucas Lipke has been really solid for us as well. So maybe there's some magic to be had there. Um, but yeah, let's break down the prospects. I guess Trevor Halber kind of was like the big two of the big names. I guess uh, Trevor Halber was our one of our draft picks from last year. He's an outfielder playing second base. Uh, can't really play second too well, but the bat plays up, I guess. People are just worried he won't be able to stick to second. Uh, if you guys remember Rob Refsnyder back in like 2015 when like post Cano, similar vibes. Just ruined that, man. Yeah, like prospect, like guys who follow the Yankees farm system love him, obviously. Like, I mean, like Yankee fans who follow the farm system love him, the battle play. It's just. He's a uh, oh wow, the Red Sox traded Chavis. Ooh, breaking news there. Yeah, got breaking news on the pod. Um, yeah, just checking Twitter. Um, yeah, he's got the bat, it'll play up, but he probably won't hit for enough power to justify him playing a corner and field spot. He doesn't have enough speed to play uh center, so kind of doesn't really match up in terms of like what the the, uh, the bat won't carry as much as what the glove will do. So they figured to put him at second at least where the bat will definitely play, but the defense will lack. So he's kind of a man without a position. And it fits what the Rangers have done. They got Nick Solak eventually. Like he was a guy that went in the Brandon Drury trade a few years back when we decided to get him from the D-backs. He went to Tampa originally and then Tampa flipped him to uh, Texas. And he's kind of been the similar deal where he plays a little bit second, a little bit of third the outfield but no real like home the Yankees like don't seem to like those guys like they're kind of like the Jeff McNeil kind yeah. of build where they just play all over the place but they can't really stick to a position for the most I part EJ is the one guy that they have who's really just bouncing around but that's more of a we have players who are hurt a lot and DJ is pretty good everywhere so yeah exactly he's the exception not the rule and you're right his uh his glove plays his glove has been pretty much good anywhere he plays for the most part. Although he has been kind of regressing a little bit at second this year. That, that's Bruce, Which is the reason for Rizzo. Yeah. We'll, later. well, yeah, we'll break down what the implications are of all this later. But yeah, I Howard's a guy that people were talking about we might miss. Uh, not really too busted up about it. I just generally think like the Yankees just don't like... They'll draft these guys because they know they can flip them eventually. They kind of... Like the bat plays up and they'll get enough value where they'll flip them. This. This happened before ref center is having with Solak. So he's kind of the latest in like a long trend of guys who they draft who were outfielders in college who they try to get to play second, which is a weird trend. But he's probably the big name. The other one was uh, Ezekiel Duran. Um, he's a middle infielder who plays second. Doesn't really have the arm for short, but can sub in there in a pinch. Um, he's probably the best of these four that we sent. If I added, if I have a say in this, I guess I like, I like his skill set. Um, decent bat, decent speed, decent like decent glove. Like the arm is a little fringy, obviously play short, but they play supreme on Anthony Volpe, the uh, Del Barton kid, and uh, Oswald Peraza, who's broken out this year at Double A at short. They place more of a premium on those two, which I'm fine with. If they, you know, if the evaluators like them more, I'm, I'm, I don't know. If he breaks out for Texas, he breaks out for Texas, but I, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I don't think that'll hurt us in any way. I think. This move was the necessary one, especially you're finishing out this season because yeah. I think this final stretch is going to be very indicative of how this team's going to look moving forward. Yeah, I'm fine with it. The other two guys, uh, 
what was it? Smith, right? Josh Smith. He's like a near 25 year old guy playing in high a Hudson Valley, which makes no sense. Like, do you just not think of his bat advanced enough to move to double a that's Maybe concerning. Like the environment. I guess he really liked Tampa two years ago and clearly likes Hudson Valley this year. Big fan of upstate New York. Um, yeah, they moved him off. He plays second, plays short. Uh, I think a little bit of third too. And then Glenn Otto was the last guy. He's kind of he's also a real late bloomer. Finally started putting together in I think double A and triple A this year. Um, he was a Rule Five guy, so he'd have been eligible to like get picked off by another team by the end of the year. So good for just moving him now. He'll probably slot in as like a starter for Texas if I had to take a guess. They moved Kyle Gibson today, so they need a rotation spot. I feel like he'll probably fill it. If we're being completely honest. Yeah. Yeah, so that was Wednesday night steal. Yeah, came out of nowhere, and then it was a week long affair. Yeah, like it, yeah, I wouldn't say it came out of nowhere. I guess it just you know it. Um, people are talking about it. we should have sold before. You can just do it in the winter. We'll talk about that in a sec too. Um, but yeah, that one you know been a rumor for a few weeks. You know, there definitely been interest. Kind of varied a little bit. People, like I said, people thought the Potters probably give up more. Um, you know, kind of didn't feel like we were going to be like too much in the lead. And other people were like, oh, does he really fit? Like we get, he's a lefty power bat, but like he also just strikes out a ton. So kind of just goes with the rest of the flow that this team does. But I mean, that's a big bat we're getting. Yeah. I love the fit. Um, yeah. He's going to slide in right away in the left field. He's a gold glover. He plays first, third and all three outfield spots, which is huge. If we have a spine, we'll go deaf lineup. Oh, Goddamn Death Star, Stanton, Gallo, Judge in the outfield, statues, guardians, if you will. Shout out Cleveland. Yeah. Um, but I doubt that'll happen because Boone doesn't like making the tough decisions, and he doesn't want to be blamed if Stanton gets hurt. Oh no! Your routine fly ball. Oh heavens no! No, that uh, that would be bad. But okay. the optimal lineup would be something where it's 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 Stanton left, Gallo in center, and Judge in right. If we're being completely honest. That has a slim chance of happening this weekend in Miami. We will monitor that, but they've been saying Stan's going to play the field for about two months now, and it hasn't happened. So I doubt Stan found dead in Miami. Essentially, yeah. He probably won't see the field at all if we're being completely honest this season, which is frankly stupid, but we've talked about that at length. Um, Yeah, love the trade. Gallo under control for the rest of this year and then next year as well. Rangers paying all their salary to get more prospects in return from us because we're acting like a small market team. So that's really cool. We don't like to break the bank for anyone. Not that a soul. number is scary. Yeah, it's a, that's a cap. You didn't know that? That's cap, um, yeah. as the kids say. Doesn't exist for the Dodgers, though. Just putting that out there. No. Pay that money. It turns out winning, actually, you know, you get more profits that way, and then yeah. you sell World Series gear, and then you could pay off the luxury tax. How do you not know e- economics work that way? Well, because we haven't sniffed it in... 12 years now so we just don't remember what that's like that's a nice kick in the dick yeah 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 we're and gonna uh, forget <laughs> um then the next deal next day was this uh, one came out of nowhere for me i saw this tweet come across my timeline and i was very confused i was essentially nightingale um with that brian tweet that he swiftly deleted because i thought this was fake I thought it was too. It really came out of nowhere. Um, and then like, Pisan was... what we were tied to for the longest time. And then all of a sudden, I just see Yankees acquire Anthony Rizzo from Cubs. And I was like, no, that's the not whole... correct. Because the whole day, all we had been hearing, like Jack Curry had teased it and Mark Feinstein had both had tweeted it. Like they, they had, or teased it at least, sorry. 
they were like, okay, story probably is the next focus, like Colorado, like they're moving towards that Voight seeing some interest. And I the natural conclusion was like Schmidt was rumored at one point to be included. Clark Schmidt was rumored to be included in the, in the Gallo deal. And then eventually he, they didn't include him, but the lot, next logical conclusion, we'd run the number, like, you know, not run the numbers. <laughs> we ran the numbers. We crunched, we, crunched the numbers. numbers. we crunched the numbers. No, but we did, we, you know, we toyed around the train machine or whatever, but like the next logical conclusion was just like, okay, like Voight, Schmidt, and then like, I don't know, a couple. Pitching, maybe? Yeah, some throw-ins like for Story and like John Gray. Yeah. Uh, but the Rockies being the Rockies decided they hung on to both of them at the end of the deadline. I don't know what goes on there. Um, they, Denver is a hellhole. They might extend John Gray, which like cool. I do would want, I would definitely want him after the season. Um, that's for sure to take that Kluber spot because I don't trust Kluber keeping this up past this year um i mean he got hurt already so there's that but i don't really expect him to continue to be good um and story would have made a perfect addition because then he could shift glaber to second and then dj to first but what we got instead was the, basically the face of the cubs of the past so i don't know like this whole window that they've had anthony rizzo for uh two low a-ball guys so that's fun yeah it's a fun guy to have um definitely brings energy coney's perfect game oh god are you guys ready for another trope to be beaten to death yeah. by the yes crew Did you know that todd frazier once hung out with Derek jeter on the field after his team won the little league world series I that, one that. Time, that, that one time that one time did you know garrett cole once held up that well i mean i bring that up a lot he's a yankee fan today tomorrow forever which we love forever which is right now yeah, right now um but yeah that story's gonna be dead. but yeah anthony rizzo coming over uh Brian Cashman kind of just swooped in because um, it was just a lot of Red Sox talk with that one. Yeah, and shout out Jared Cabbage for posting a photo of Rizzo in a Cub, uh, Red Sox uniform. Yeah, good job, man. I wonder how your buddy Trevor Bauer is in these days. But, um, yeah, um, really came out of nowhere, honestly. Like, I didn't really think we were going to go for a first baseman, but Cashman, like we've been joking, just remembered, oh, yeah, left-handers play way better at Yankee Stadium than any other ballpark in America. Um, decided to go in, traded – and Kevin Alcantara and then Alexander Vizcaino. Yeah. Alcantara is kind of in the judge mold. He's a six, six center fielder in like single A right now. The tools are there, but single A, like you're years away from performing. He's 19. Yeah. And we already have a young guy in the outfield in one Jason Dominguez who we're watching. We can't watch two people at once. That's too much work. No, that's, that's way too much work. No, but we kept it. We, uh, you know, we did manage to keep around Dominguez, but Alcantara went and then Vizcaino, who's on the 40 man. But I know he's been rehabbing an A ball. I think he might be touching like double A soon. But these are dudes who are so far away. The prospect cost was high, but again, they got the Cubs to pay the entire salary on Rizzo this year, which is yeah, hilarious. We paying nothing for anyone, even Odor, if people forgot. Yeah, we managed to get three dudes from Texas for free, and another guy from the Cubs also for free. Like it's hilarious because people are like, "Oh, look at you know, like the Yankees are just playing like you know, like oh, they're you know, they don't have to pay any of this down, and they can make all these moves." And it's like, okay, cool, but like we also shouldn't have to worry about that at all because we're the Yankees. But anyways, we gave up decent prospects. I don't think anyone earth shattering as of now. We can't project in the future. Like the, the projections look good for some of these guys, but they're still years away from making a full impact. Yeah. Um, if they do, they do. The players, like you know, the point of trades is to one team's going to win now, the other team's probably going to win later. Rarely do you get a, t- a trade where both teams are going to win at the same time. So, um, but yeah, got Rizzo, pretty sweet. Uh, Dan already has his Anthony Rizzo jersey. Definitely yeah. got a Kyle Farnsworth jersey. I got a beautiful Kyle Farnsworth jersey that is now an Anthony Rizzo jersey. So mm-hmm. shout out me for being the first one to own that. Yeah, it was once a Boone Logan jersey. 
uh, and prior to that was or and uh, after that, sorry, was a Tommy Canley jersey. So yeah, very versatile. Um, I make waves when I go to the stadium. That thing. Yeah, you went from three relievers to well, I mean, he kind of moonlights as a receiver or as a reliever, but um, yeah, no, you uh, you really galaxy brain your way into that one. Uh, but yeah, Rizzo Gallo, great ads so far. Really loving that they balance out the lineup. Um, Rizzo's contact skills have gone down, but he's been a pro- prior to the last couple of seasons, he's been a two seventy ish, two sixty ish hitter, which is pretty solid. He's kind of slumped a little bit now. Yeah, uh, I have a mild concern with this because we looked up the stats beforehand. Um, if you guys remember back in 2010, so this was obviously like right after we won the World Series. Um, did Tex get injured during that last record or did that happen in the playoffs? I think it was in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Okay. So there was a, they had a trade there at the deadline and we gave up Mark Melanson, who eventually turned into an all star closer and now he's with the Padres, actually still doing well. Um, yeah. but we traded Mark Melanson for uh, Big Puma or Fat Elvis, Lance Berkman, if you guys remember that. Um, yeah, they had the Lance Burke and Scherzi. Yeah, Dan, Dan is a purveyor of, of very obscure. I have fine Yankees wares, if you were not cognizant of that fact. No, he really does. He has a Miguel Montero, or sorry, uh, Jesus Montero Scherzi. Scherzi, yeah. That was yeah. a nice $5 buy at Models. <laughs> that was right before we went to a game back in like 2013, which is hilarious. Yeah, because you invited me to a game. I didn't have any Yankees gear. Went to Moe's and I was like, all right, I could buy a jersey of a player that's actually on the team or this, which would be hilarious. So I'm going to go with this. Yeah, you went with that. This was like post, like, you know, the, uh, the trade. The trade for uh, for big Mike, Mike Pineda. Um, but no, yeah, they traded for Lance Berkman back in 2010. It was Jimmy Paredes was the other guy I'm looking at now, baseball reference. And, uh, and Mark Melanson, who's still kicking. But Berkman was hitting, like, okay, so I'm going to give you Berkman's numbers right now. He, his slash line with Houston prior to the trade. Uh, was this a waiver deadline deal or was this actually like a July deal? Uh, oh no, this is like a deadline deal. Like this uh, is like reading numbers, of. reading numbers. This was numbers. day of. It was day of. Okay, so his, his, his slash line as of like in 2010 when he was with Houston, he was 34 at the time, about to be a free agent. 13 home runs, 245 average, 372 OBP, 436 slugging, and an OPS plus of 120. All right, those are Berkman's numbers. After the trade, when he went to New York, he didn't do anything. He had one home run. Sick. Nine RBIs, 255 batting average, 358 OBP, 349 OPS, and then a 90 OPS plus. Sick. That was Berkman after the trade. He didn't do anything. And then Mark Teixeira gets injured during the playoffs, and he has to fill in at first base. And Lance did check out his postseason batting numbers. Actually did pretty well. He uh he went one for four in an ALDS game against the uh, – or two for four, sorry, in an ALDS game against the Twins, but that's pretty easy. And then he batted 250 – uh, and didn't do much against Texas in the ALCS. But, yeah, that trade didn't exactly work out considering Melanson ended up being a very stud closer after the fact, but relievers are fickle, so don't really blame them. Yeah, Rizzo currently right now batting 248, 346 OEP, uh, slugging 446 with a 115 OPS plus, 14 home runs. So the similarities are kind of eerie there. Yeah. Not going to lie. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. I, I think it'll be fine, honestly. Yeah. Um. This feels more positive than Berkman. It like that was a decade ago. Different. Yeah, that, that's a decade ago. We've had more recent success with some like like high profile like swaps. Like McCutcheon was pretty good out down the stretch in 2018, actually, and um, as was um, Todd Frazier when we flipped flipped for him back in 2017. So we've had like recent success with these like deadline deals for vets. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, 
optimistic on that one. And then the last deal came in today, kind of later on the day. Uh, there have been a lot of talks about trading Luke Voigt for a pitcher because kind of becomes redundant now with uh, Rizzo. Rizzo coming in. But Voigt is still a Yankee. Voigt is still a Yankee as of now. We'll see what happens in the winter. Um, Here's the freaking Gavacool. God, there's some rumblings that he could get non-tender depending on how this injury goes. I doubt that's going to happen. They're probably going to try to extract every value they can for him. But there is one last deal to be had. Andrew Heaney came over from the Angels for Jansen Junk and Elvis Paguero. Um, Heaney's a left-hander, 30 years old. Hasn't really had a lot of success, but the underlying metrics are there. Advanced stats guys like myself kind of like what he brings to the table. He's He's been pretty bad, but I know the Yankees have had interest in him for a while. I remember rumors about him going back to like 2017. I think he was like one of the guys they had talked about at the deadline when they eventually got Sonny Gray. So they've had him on his radar for quite a bit. Junk and Paguero probably also Rule 5 guys, Rule 5 eligible. I know Junk for sure. I think Paguero probably is too. Uh, they're both late bloomers. Junk's having probably the best season of his career. Paguero the same. He's transitioning early right now, double A. I did that quick research beforehand. Um, yeah, I would. I'm really curious to see what happens with uh, Heaney there. Uh, the stuff is is all there for uh, for Matt Blake to work with. Um, I don't know. Don't really move the needle too much, but what do you think? I think it's fine. I think it was just a final last ditch move to get another arm in the rotation. Yeah, uh, I think they wanted to do something pitching wise. They probably wanted to do it with Voit from basically everything that every reporter was saying. Mm -hmm. And it just seemed like there was no value out there for Void that they wanted. Um, no. So they found a move that they liked and did it. That's honestly what I'm taking away from this. Also, he's a lefty and Cashman only wanted lefties this deadline for some reason. Yeah, looks strictly lefties, pitching and hitting. Um, yeah, stuff's there. He's fastball heavy. He's been throwing his change up a little bit more in the seasons. Expect that to go up because the Yankees are going change ball, change up heavy. And sorry, God, my change ball, up. change ball. I was looking at curveball. He's curveball is his curveball usage has decreased, but change is increasing. He's to throw a slider at one point, ditch that. Um, and I think he's to throw. Oh, he threw a sinker. Now he moved to fastball heavy. So, um, but yeah, expect. You know, he's probably going to be Blake's guy now. They're going to try to, you know, tweak his arsenal a little bit, maybe have him go a little more change up heavy. Yeah. Um, Sevy's coming back in a little bit. You got Kluber potentially coming back later on in August. Hopefully those so, are going to be considered our pitching deadline acquisitions, which like I'm not. Considering like, that we made actual moves that are beneficial to this team, both hitting and a little bit in the pen and in the rotation. I'm not mad. I, we I'm did make the mad if it was only getting Severino back. Yeah, if it was like that's our only move at all, it would have been like, oh boy, this team's gonna be just stuck in neutral and end up with like 84 wins total, which could still happen, of course. But um, now the other deal was uh, the Clay Holmes trade with Pittsburgh. Um, we got rid of Sessa, which was a choice, and then oh, no, yeah. no, I'm sorry to Cincinnati. Um, and we ended yeah. up getting Clay Holmes as well. Clay Holmes went for Park and uh, who's the other dude? Um, I don't even remember, but yeah, we had Clay Holmes, who's a reliever. Uh, sinker ball heavy pitches to contact something that's kind of lacking in the pen most of our guys are just strike out or nothing guys, or strike out or walk guys so don't hate that move his era is like terrible this year though so have a little bit to work with there um he's yeah. kind of like britain but from the right side if we're being honest 
Um, and then we got, yeah, we flipped Sessa and Wilson to the Reds for a couple prospects, I think. Yeah, we were just making room. Yeah. Or no, players to be named later, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, PT, BNL. Yeah. So be on the lookout for those at some point. Hunter Green, please. I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> give me uh, Castellanos. Yeah. Give us one Nicholas Castellanos and then maybe one Michael Moustakas. Oh, God. Give me all the beef. Um, yeah. Uh, Hoy John Park flipped in that Clay Holmes trade to Pittsburgh. Diego Castillo was the other guy who's a third baseman who's been on the rise a little bit now. Yeah. Um, fans were not happy that we flipped Park after like calling him up. He got like one AB and then didn't do anything during that whole COVID situation a couple weeks back. Yeah. I that's another guy who I think the Yankees just didn't care for. Obviously, yeah, it was a very weird situation, but it was very evident that they didn't want to have him in the fold and they didn't have any room for him. You said, yeah, he was very much a seemingly a quad a player at this point in his career um, yeah he's having a breakout season at 23 to be fair so he's still kind of young but you had a three time and he seems like he's gonna crack a roster so yeah pittsburgh has a low stake so he, he should definitely get some time obviously they traded frazier now so I, I yeah they traded adam frazier so he probably should see some time at second base and maybe a little bit of short as well too yeah, but I think the thing to take away from this is that he was not in the Yankees' cards, so there's no reason. No. I mean, be upset, but there's no reason to just keep harping on it because you're not going to get anywhere with it. It's not like yeah, the Yankees made it a huge mistake, and if they did, they're not going to realize it for a long time. Probably not, no. I mean, it is what it is. I The only thing I would uh, argue, like – I would give them credit for people who are arguing this is just like, okay, like why are we holding on a Tyler Wade this much? But I don't know. Wade give Wade speed gives us the dimension off the bench, but I just, yeah. it's whatever. They see something in him that we just don't at this point. I, yeah. I, I do agree. It's kind of just dumb. Like it really can't hit. Yeah. But yeah, they, uh, moves were made. Can't really hate it too much. Again. Moves, and now we try to make moves towards the playoffs because if we don't, everything was for naught. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we got some distance to go in this wild card hunt. Uh, A's not beef, too much, though. Not After too much. Successful, pretty successful race series. I mean, that yeah. last game was a, a drubbing if I've ever seen one. But Yeah, taking two out of three was nice. Really should have gone for the sweep with Cole on the mound. But, man, this team is addicted to just not sweeping teams. It I think is- the most infuriating thing with – the Sox series and the race series now in the rearview mirror is that this Yankees team can't, they won't lose by three, like a casual three run loss. No, They'll no. either drop the game in the ninth, like just get walked off after being up two, one or two, mm-hmm. just bullpen blows it, or just get drubbed by like eight or nine or 10. So, it's so bad. Do, do you have a preference like blowout versus like? Yeah, blowout, obviously, because okay. you, you have no reason to watch the game. Like, yeah, I remember I, we were watching you and I, like, not together, obviously, but we were texting mm-hmm. about that Red Sox game when they were blowing it in the ninth. Oh, God. Yeah. They managed to get to the 10th and then they scored, and you could just feel the, the more runs coming. And then, uh, oh, my God, what was the pitcher's name who had four wild pitches? In the oh, world? uh, Nelson or Krisky? Krisky. Yeah. Krisky. Oh, and God. I was watching that unfold in front of me and just, what the fuck is happening? We're going to go. much worse than having someone put up 10 runs in five innings and be like, all right, I don't have to care about this anymore. No, exactly. Yeah. Yesterday I shut it off once I saw Gardner drop that fly ball. We're going to go into a Gardner diatribe in a little bit because this the bench looks solid. So we were talking about the death lineup, of course. 
like that would include obviously Gallo and center stand final plays the field. And then when Voight's healthy, he DHs that probably is like a long shot, especially current, according to Jack Curry from yes. Um, it feels uh, like you and Urshela are day to day. Day to day with what? What did happen to uh, Lemay? Lemay has a tricep issue and Urshela has a hamstring issue. Oh, good. Uh, Tyler Wade is playing third base. Ah, oh, man. Can we just put Gallo there? Like, is that Welcome to the Death Star lineup. Ah, Judges in center, Gallo's in right. Why are th- why is that the oh my god? We did it. Why is oh my god? Carlos playing left field. Wait, he is playing left field. Yeah, we did it. We made it. Why is Judge playing center over Gallo though? I don't know. All right, that was your uh, lineup break brought to you by WFAN <laughs> through. <laughs> Brian Hawk's Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Hoke. Yeah. Really, really appreciate Brian. And your daughter Penny is a sweetheart. Her recaps are amazing, actually. Um, <laughs> I really like those videos. But okay. After this season, after this absolute banger of a lineup with Tyler Wade playing third is over and we missed the playoffs by five and a half games, it's time for the 2021-2022 offseason at which we have a few decisions to make, including yeah. – one, Anthony Rizzo, what do we do? Do we let him walk? What happens? Yeah, so obviously there was a lot of talk about flipping Voigt for a pitcher. That fell through during the deadline. I'm pretty sure Cash definitely made some calls. The market for a strictly first baseman, more so DH, honestly. Uh, power bat is limited until we obviously implement. until uh, Probably until the universal DH is like a thing. Then obviously it goes from 14 other interested teams to 29, which would be nice. But the guy's obviously very injury prone. He's had two seasons now, kind of ruined to injury 2019 and this year. Um, the power is there. He sprays the ball in all fields. Um, he has three years of control left. So obviously if Rizzo walks, you could just plug Boyd back in. There's your first base and your infield goes, you know, Geo, Glaberich, Geo at third, Glaberich short, DJ at second, and then Floyd at first. Um, the, obviously wor- the obvious worry there is that, you know, is Voigt's health A or B really. A is definitely uh, Glader's glove, of course, which has gotten better. I, I would say over the season, I think his he, his range is never going to be perfect. We're not really used to shortstops with good range outside of DD, but um, yeah, uh, that's a concern. The fact that we were looking for shortstops at the deadline and there was pretty decent interest in Trevor Story gives credence to the notion that we probably will. Rockies problem more than anything else. Yeah, that was a Rockies deal. They just didn't want to deal anything because the yeah. Rockies are the Rockies, but. Um, yeah, that gives credence to the notion that the Yankees would probably be in on at least one of the many shortstops available. Um, not probably not Javier Baez, if I had to take a guess. Um, shout out to the Mets. Um, but I'll probably be in on at least one of them. Hopefully, Story. Seager's out on play. I really thought the Dodgers were going to extend him, but like that's now they have so much money. <laughs> yeah, that's also the other thing too. The Dodgers really just don't care anymore about how much money they spend. Andrew Friedman yeah. said Andrew Friedman left the race and said, there are no strings on me. Yeah. I would like Seager. That'd be fun. Um, someone mentioned that the Rockies might extend an offer to story. I don't know if that might happen. Rumors as of like a month ago is that he was going to turn one down regardless. So that's your hope Maybe there. He should. He's been through this saga and how he's stuck with his team. You got to see your predecessor Tulowitzki go through this where he signed the extension and then had to leave because it was just, they were just like, we just, we need to get recoup from some value from you. 
So they flipped him to Toronto, even though he wanted to stay. Yeah. And Arnado, what, yeah, go ahead. That's former Yankee legend Troy Tulowitzki to you. Oh, God, yeah. He has one, di- one dinger in pinstripes. Um, yeah, he went oppo. Um, and then uh, other uh, – then Nolan Arenado also wanted to be a longtime Rocky. He didn't even want that opt-out clause, but they were acting like it was the boogeyman Dick Montfort, yeah. the owner of the Rockies, did and decided – he panicked. He was like, he's going to opt out anyways, even though he won't get the same amount of money. And yeah. he flipped into St. Louis. Um, so if you sign there, you like you're not stuck there, but like the team doesn't do much to build around you. No, they have they really just, good players. Yeah, they they don't. And like Monfort said too, like his his thing was just like we go from like 70 wins to like 90 wins like every other year. And like he wasn't wrong. There was a period there like a few years ago where they were kind of just fluctuating between like a 70 win to a 90 win team. Now they're just bad. <laughs> like yeah. They're oh. going to be bad for a long time, especially in that NL West. Um, yeah. The so, Diamondbacks at least are making moves to get out of that, but you guys have done nothing. So, yeah. Uh, I, uh, right for the picking Trevor mm-hmm. story, but we'll see. He was there. But yeah, this kind of leaves a couple things open. Uh, Rizzo rejected a five year, $70 million contract or extension from the Cubs at the beginning of the season. So, if he wants that type of money, I would prefer if he gets it elsewhere. Maybe a nice homecoming reunion in Miami would be cool, you know, just something like that. The Red Sox might be interested too. Just any, like, I mean, if the Red Sox are interested, maybe try to keep them a little bit, obviously, just to do some yeah. little chess moves there. But, um, yeah, at five, if you want more than five or 70 over five years, that like even the five years scares me to begin with. 70 million is a lot of money. It's money, but it's still a lot for a guy who's on the wrong age of 30. So, hey, we're the Yankees. We're a poverty franchise. We are. So, we're probably not going to send him, although watch something happen we did yeah. also opt for lance Lan- or uh jay hap over lance Lan- so that happened um but there's that implication um we could let we could sign rizzo and keep the infield as it is intact right now then flip foot for a pitcher the other option is we could still let rizzo walk and then like the outfield kind of becomes a little bit in flux and if we shift gallo to first base instead that's something i've seen float around but i feel like yeah. that's a waste of gallo in the outfield yeah I would like to keep Gallo out there. Yeah. I would this obviously isn't gonna happen, but the interesting thing would be if Judge somehow works out in center field. I mean his oh, body God. would explode on impact. Yeah, um, like but if we had that flexibility all of a sudden with Judge in center, that would be amazing for us. Yeah, I'm I'm about that. If someone if that would be really cool, honestly, to see. I doubt it, and they're saying Heaney will go into the rotation for now. Okay, that's from Jack Curry as of right now. So Heaney's going to be in the rotation probably until Severino and Kluber go, uh, return, and then I guess we'll see what happens there. You could go six-man rotation, but I feel like Heaney probably is a bullpen option. Yeah. Or, or I did Galaxy Brain this before when I was floating around the John Gray, Trevor Story package, just flex heavy to the bullpen, honestly, because he's dominated out of there before. But uh, the Guardians already released Paulo Sandoval. Wait, they got him already? Yeah. That's hilarious. All right. Good trade, everyone. Love that. Man, trade deadline day is fun. This was a hell of a deadline day, let me tell you. But, yeah, um, that's one thing. They could shift Gallo to first. I don't think they're going to do that because it feels like a waste of his glove. He can pick it at first, which is nice, but his arm is a cannon. And yeah. he moves around very well. Keep him out there. Yeah, so keep him out in the outfield, preferably left, 
maybe right, depending if Judge can handle center. I don't really think that's much of an option because they want to keep him as fresh as possible. And I wouldn't want to play Gallo out in center every day, but gives you options at least. They're probably going to bank on Hicks coming back because they do have money tied to him at least. So Yeah, I forgot he existed. Yeah, no, they do have money tied to him. And then, I don't know, we'll see what happens there. But, um, yeah, the implications are, are – there's a couple of chess moves we played now. You could just like – like if you're that interested in a shortstop, go do that. Like go yeah, go, go get a shortstop. Go, go sign – yeah, go sign one of Story, go sign one of, or, or one of Story or Seager. Uh, if the Dodgers do let Seager walk, definitely be in on both of those guys if you're really that adamant about shifting Glaber off of short to second. And then DJ, whose glove has been a little meh this year, maybe shift him over to first. He's never going to hit enough to be a good first baseman, I think, like yeah. the classic power-hitting first baseman. But his fielding's not too terrible there. Let me see how much OAA he's worth this year. But – his fielding's not too bad there. He's getting old, so there's going to be some regression no matter what. But if you get a bat like Story or Seager at, for, at short instead, it more than makes up the fact that he's not going to be like you know the classic sort of first baseman. Yeah, I think that's the compensation you take. Um, that's for next offseason. Yeah, he's two OAA at first this season, one at second, and nothing at third. So he's like average defender as of now. DJ, there's some regression. That's for next this upcoming offseason. The next offseason, though, is where things have get Aaron's way. Yeah, this is where things get interesting. Um, there was like not unforeseen implications that like I think people are cognizantly aware of this, but we have like a like the a lot of the core is set to be are set to be free agents next year. Your two baby bombers and Judge and Sanchez are are set to hit free agency following the 2022 season. Now you also added Gallo to the equation, who's also supposed to be a free agent after the 2022 season. Um, my question to you is between judge and Gallo, like depending, like, do you want to base it depending off what happens over the next year? Or do you want to base it off them right now? Uh, I guess now. All right. Based off, based off of now, who would you rather commit more money to or commit, yeah. uh, commit money to if you had a pick? Uh, are you asking me or are you asking like if I was Brian? Mr. Mr. Uh, let's do both. Like, if I'm the Yankees, I'm committing it to Aaron Judge because they've committed all this money to marketing him as the face of the franchise and the face, pretty much the face of baseball, to be honest, based on the commercials for Pepsi and Jersey Mike's. Um, Your words, not mine. Baseball player I've ever seen in a commercial in the last year, um, which is terrible. Number one. so honestly, I think it's good. It would be Judge over Gallo. Um, if you're you, what do you do? If you're you, you are. I mean, I. He has been healthier. COVID thing kind of threw me off. I probably would stick with Judge at this point. Okay. Just, although the lefty thing does entice me a lot. I. See, I still think they stick with Judge. I, I agree there. I think Judge is the guy they, they keep. I mean, you're the Yankees. You should keep both. Yeah, you should keep everyone. We're going to emphasize that no matter what. Don't do a Cubs thing what they just did where they sold off their entire core. Like, yeah. You're that, supposed to have a dynasty, Chicago. Yeah, that time's 20. Build your pieces to the team across town. Granted, the Cubs could still sign some of them back in the offseason. We'll see what happens there. I feel like Javi's not coming back now because they traded for a second baseman. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Brian's probably gone and maybe Rizzo comes back, but still it doesn't look great for him. But you're the Yankees. You should be able to keep everybody no matter what. 
yeah don't whine about this sort of stuff but awesome however knowing the fact that the you know economical climate with baseball in the way it is and how you know there's some calculus that goes into it where you have to keep one guy over the salary cap in baseball everyone knows that yeah phil hughes was nice enough to tweet about the other day um yeah knowing all those implications they'll probably have to decide between one of the two gallo versus judge i do think they go judge and i do think judge is probably a better bet or like the preferred like I guess for me personally, I guess I would prefer to keep Judge just because you know, like you you've committed a lot to him in terms of marketing and stuff like that. Yeah, he's a fan favorite. Like I still like him, of course. I give him a lot of crap, but I still like him. Obviously, he's um, the hero of today. Yeah, more like the Jeter, but still. Um, although the versatility that Gallup provides in the lefty thing is so appealing. Yeah, that's kind of my thing here. Like. Gallo mashes baseballs. He plays right. He plays center. He plays left. He plays first. He plays third. He's a tremendous fielder. He's basically judged from the left side. Yeah. Just doesn't hit for enough, like, average, I guess. So it's going to be a very interesting comparison when it comes to our, you know, free agency for the two of them when they hit. Um, that's a f- we're still a few off seasons away, but people were not talking about that. Um, obviously, yeah. that's the last thing you want to think about when you get this sort of trade. You want to be upbeat, and we are really cool to have Gallo in tow. But yeah, just something to consider in a couple seasons. We'll uh, we'll probably talk about that more once twenty twenty two rolls around. Because yeah, if the world is still around, yeah, also that. But yeah, no, that's something to consider. Yeah, um, we're gonna have those two hit free agency at the same time, which is uh, the the window is uh, is narrowing as we can see, which kind of segues into our next question. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, did the cash man secure his job? With these moves, he's putting his chips all on the table right now. He put, he put his he actually put zero chips on the table because these players didn't cost us anything. Um, yeah, also but true. he did make moves. There are new bodies, they're warm humans on the Yankees. They hit from the left side of the plate, so that means that now when they say, Oh, this guy's like Babe Ruth, you don't have to say, Oh, it's Mike Ford because he's the only lefty in the lineup. Yeah, exactly. But the cash man made some moves and did he save or I guess extend his job? I, I don't think save is the right word, but extend his job considering next year's last line's contract. Yes. Did he extend his position as the general manager of the New York Yankees? Your thoughts? I think it it's all tied to the core. Like, like I just said, judge Sanchez and Gallo now too. They're all, you know they're they're all about to hit for agency after this next after 2022. Like these next two years are your last possible years to compete with this window as 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 you know as cheap as they're gonna get. Like you're you need to go. You had to go all in kind of because you're, you're seeing it dwindle. He did that. Um, but we've also seen what happens when uh, you know when guys when when this thing something like people got on the deadlines before. Theo Epstein did it with the Cubs too. Obviously he saw the window closing and he tried to go for some guys, you know, he made moves from Kimbrel, um, who's yeah. did that didn't work out. Obviously. Um, Jose Quintana, he tried obviously after the Cubs won the first time. Um, was that after they won the first time? No, no, that was, that was 2017. Um, he's tried, he tried a variety of different moves. Nothing really happened. They couldn't get back over the hump. It's hard to win, obviously. And it's even harder to just keep your team competitor for this long, which is, you know, what he's done for his, crappy as some of these teams have been for as much as they want to pull your hair out they've been competitive all right they haven't had a losing season since the 
early nineties. So it's impressive what we've done over this time span. Obviously the goal is to win a ring. It's always to win a ring. And, you know, people are like, Oh, you shouldn't complain. Cause you know, at least your team's competitive every year. It's like, well, when you're this competitive, you should want to win a ring. That's the next step of complaining. <laughs> um, you do what the Dodgers did and sell out, even though you just won a ring. Correct. They put it all on the line. They really did. And I mean, I listen, on the table, listen, Cashman did the same thing. He did it. He put it all out there. Granted, obviously he made sure that he didn't have to pay a single penny for any of these guys, except for uh, Heaney, I guess. But, as, legitimately as cheap as possible. Yeah. Quite actually was just like, I just don't like, we're not going to put any money into this. Like no, no. big money at all of course but he still made the moves what are you saying this is a charity this is a charity i think he's basically the ron mcdonald house but yeah i mean there is think about the mcdonald's across the street yeah oh oh, geez yeah (laughs) oh man that great that mcdonald's on river half um but yeah he put it all out there i like the moves he made but at the end of the day, his job is tied to, like he has one more year left on that contract. His contract is directly tied to the window of this core. And the window of this core is about to close next year before you you have to pay some of these dudes. Uh, I definitely prolonged it for now. You know, yeah. I don't, we, you know, we've been calling for his head at times. I don't think they were going to fire him anyways, but it was just kind of us venting no, at this point. There's no universe in which Brian Cashman gets axed by a Steinberg. No. No, there's not. Maybe promoted and then like, you know, shifted to a different role so he doesn't have to do a lot of this sort of heavy lifting stuff. That's in play at some point, possibly. Yeah. But there was no way he was going to get fired. Not by a Steinbrenner. Hal is not his father, as he said, which we're very well aware of, buddy. You're definitely not, George. But, um, yeah, his job is fine. Like, he's definitely, like, again, the rational person would say there was no way he was going to get fired anyways after the season. That's fine. It depends on what happens in the next two years is the, is the, is the key. Like yeah. if we win at least one over the next two years, hopefully we win both, then he keeps going. It's a tough hill to climb, but he's done the moves. Um, possible. You know, he's, he's done as much as possible for the most part. We'll see what happens this year. We'll see what happens in the offseason. But, you know. I'm intrigued if they get into the playoffs because – I would say I'm most afraid right now. Um, I don't know. The Blue Jays got Barrios. I don't think the Red Sox got significantly better. I don't think the Rays got significantly better. So the Rays made yeah. some cash wrapping moves and they're probably going to turn whoever they got into absolute studs. Like Luplo's having a good year and they'll probably end up turning him to an even better hitter, which is kind of weird. They got Luplo considering yeah. their outfield is full with Meadows, Rosarena, and Kiermaier. With I also- mean, I can foresee a path if the Yankees sweep themselves into the playoffs where they come out as American League champions. That There's a way. That's dastardly. Currently looking at the standings right now for the wild card, we are a game behind the Mariners who decided to go sell mode, which I guess makes sense because they might feel a little fluky. Negative run, like a like we're in negative run differential. We're, we're minus six. They're minus 58 and somehow ahead of us. Like, yeah. I think more speaks to the fact that we just blow stupid games all the time. But they're, they're, they're having a rough time uh, on the road and then trading Kendall Graven, their closer to the, their own rivals in Houston was uh, yeah. mid, mid-Houston series. Yeah, Houston was in Safeco and they were just all T-Mobile. But they were just like, here you go. They literally <laughs> saved money on airfare. <laughs> they did. They did not have to send them you know, on, a, on a nice flight to you know, Minute yeah. Maid or whatever. They were just like, just go to the next clubhouse. That's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
their morale's kind of shot from all reports, basically. Literally every single beat writer is saying, yeah, the players are not taking it great at all. Do you uh, want to hear some more low morale with this go. quote that came out from Trevor Story 18 minutes ago? Oh, God, hit me. I'm confused, and I don't have really anything good to say about the situation and how it unfolded. So he wanted to go. Oh, no. He, he was done. He really wanted to get out of there. Can you- he had his bags packed. Who did you get that from? Um, I think it was a Rockies writer, Patrick Saunders. Oh, yeah. He's the dude from the Denver Post. All right. Nice. Yeah. Wow. That was a nice cool video of Judge Cole and uh, Staten catching up with Jeter at Miami. In Miami. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, bud, do you want to play short? <laughs> we could use a guy. <laughs> we, need a, we need a pal. We need a pal. Um, wow, so Story wanted to go, huh? That's not great. Yeah. Yeah. I Well, listen, buddy. We might have an opening for you if you really want it. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm confused. So, yeah. so, yeah, I mean, yeah, deadline done. The rest of the work has to be put in. The Mariners didn't do much, so that kind of eliminates one guy, one team ahead of us. I mean, they could obviously still keep winning, but it's not, Ooh. you know, they're not. What? What's up? Uh, this Adler tweet that Cashman said he felt the Yankees were close to getting Gallo in spring training. Whoa, wait, we've had him since the winter? Apparently. That's kind of wild. Hey, all right. Well, so that move's been in the works for a bit now. Oh, we got Glaber leading off tonight? Wow, that lineup's hot. That lineup's hot. Um... Toronto got better. Obviously, they got Barrios, which is huge. They're back in Toronto finally, so that's going to give the fans and the team probably a little bit of energy. You know, you can't quantify that in the numbers, but that's definitely going to give them some sort of juice. You're back in Canada. All right, the Marlins. Let's go. We're back. <laughs> yeah, I'm all in on the Yankees. I, yeah, we're we're fully back in. We need to go on a bit of a run, obviously. We, we are in a run, if we're being fully honest. We just have some crushing losses in between. But the yeah, we've keep- up two series in all of July. That's two. Two series. Yeah, but the team's keeping up a little bit of momentum now, which is nice. Yeah, they're like they've won some, they've rattled off some series wins. They've had some crushing losses, but they're responding well by at least winning the series, which is good. Last time we recorded the pod, you <clears> requested <throat> that they at least win one of the Red Sox or Rays series, and I don't remember if that was the exact Red Sox one, but they won both. Yeah, so good on us. Good you on us. Did call for the crushing loss in Houston, though. You did have that one pegged out. Yeah, yeah, that, that was sucked. that was scary. But we got the Garrett Cole start of all Garrett Cole starts. That was great. Yeah, he did shove. Yeah, he did shove. But he's also not fully back. I thought that was going to be the start that brought him back. But... Yeah. I mean, well, the Boston start was good in the rain. That was pretty solid. He did yeah, shove during that one. But uh, Rays, I mean, it wasn't the worst. But The Rays kind of have his number, which is really concerning. But they, they do tend to tee off against him. Um, so All right. Yeah, taking a look at the teams in back of us and in front of us. Cleveland decided to sell. Angels didn't do much. They sold as well. Detroit, Kansas City. All right, yeah. So – Tampa got a little bit better. They got Cruz, which is nice. And then they ended up getting a couple other pieces who will probably turn into actual studs, which is going to be concerning. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Cruz thing, the part that was reassuring to me was that he didn't hurt us during that series. So, yeah, that was nice. So we'll see what happens there. Good premonitions. Oakland did some marginal upgrades as well. Kind of, you know, the like the small market team kind of route. They got Josh Harrison, Jan Gomes, like decent acquisitions there. Um, I think they got a bullpen piece too. I'm pretty sure, but they they did they did like they they markedly look better probably on paper. It'll be interesting to see how they fare in October as well too ahead of us, depending on what happens. But would definitely like to leapfrog them. Seattle doesn't feel like much of a threat anymore. Cleveland decided to sell. The Angels kind of stood pat. I mean, they sold us Heaney, so 
two out of the three guys behind us don't really improve much. Toronto scares you a bit now, but it's going to be a dogfight for these two wild card spots for sure. Yeah, Alias is coming in hard out of all the divisions, aside from NL West. Yeah, NL West. Yeah, and that's the three-team race. Ours is debatably four with the Jays, especially since they got Barrios. Yeah, are the Jays in the the Jays are in the blue with their run differential? I just don't. I, they can't. They don't win at home, but now they're going on. Ah, that's concerning. Yeah, now they're going back to Toronto. Yeah, they're expected win loss is supposed to be fifty nine and forty, and they're fifty one and forty eight. So that's hmm. all right. We need some good juju. It's going to be interesting. This will be a fun next month of August. Yeah, just to watch them come down to the wire. It'll uh, be a good time for baseball. It should be. I'm actually excited now again. It feels like opening day all over again. Welcome to Dodger baseball. Welcome to Dodger baseball. Oh yeah, we could talk about. Do you want to talk about the Dodgers too? <laughs> Uh, the Dodgers bought every player available. You and I are in the pen starting tomorrow. Yeah, welcome to – well, you're from L.A., so like what we call this if we were Dodgers fans. Yeah, uh, this is fine. Everything's cool. <laughs> Instead of D-Train Daily, what would you call if we were in L.A.? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What happened? Uh-oh. We we dropped. Oh, no. We dropped oh. frames. Oh, no. Cashman, Cashman's broken into our record. Oh, no. I'm losing Dan. I'm going to have to cut this audio. There it is. There. Oh, there we go. I love this quote. Love this quote about the luxury tax too from, uh, from cash there. What do you say? Uh, stayed under the threshold, which is a benefit, but Cashman was said that how was prepared to go over the tax necessary. Yeah. That's just something you're going to tell us just so we can. They say that every time though, every time we're coming close, we're at like two Oh nine. He's like, Hal is prepared to go over and we don't go over. Yeah, we were prepared to go over the tax, but you had to give up better prospects for the teams to eat money. Okay, pal. Yeah. The moves yeah. telling you otherwise, but sure. I think at the end of the day, I think it'll be fine, especially Gallo coming out of this. I think they'll be happy. Yeah, absolutely. I think they'll be okay. It's going to be an ex- exciting, fun month of baseball. Um, <laughs> we were making a joke about what would be called if we were uh, a Dodgers pod and cat, a Dodgers podcast instead, because they technically bought us. But <laughs> oh, yeah, that's when it dropped. Yeah, Vince Chavez. Gully did not want it. Yeah, welcome to Chavez Ravine chat with Dave and Dan. Oh God, yes. <laughs> How has no one had Vince that? Yet? Domain fuckers. <laughs> How has no one had that yet? Oh God, is that IP out there? We need that. Get that copyrighted. What's the Dodgers one? Pantone. What? Oh, uh, what? That's yeah. their big blog out there. They're Dodgers. the ones who bought that billboard behind Fenway. Yeah. What's the Dodgers blue Pantone? Uh, Pantone two nine four. Yeah. Yeah. That's like their seven line army, right? Yeah, pretty much. It's pretty cool. I think we saw those dudes when we went to, uh, well, when I went to uh, DC yeah. the other, uh, back at the beginning of the month. Back in the day. They got some cool gear, though, not gonna lie. Yeah. Oh, they have a Kings like mock up. Like it sold out, but they have like a Kings uh, like LA Spirit type of like hockey jersey. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty dope. The Dodgers could buy me off. I'm not. All right. We're a Dodgers podcast now. Yeah. Welcome to Chavez Ravine Chat featuring Dan and Dave. Um, also, Carson Wentz may be alive. No one knows. That's, oh, a, that's yeah. a football update. Yeah, it's a football update. Dan's not doing too hot on the football front. I'm doing. I'm not doing hot on anything, to be honest. I'm doing spectacular on that front. But yeah, we have to hope for baseball to be better than just any other sport right now. Hope is dwindling. All right, let's do a quick, quick mind the gap. This is only for you. I'm I, just, I'm giving you a softball question, and this is for you to rant because okay. the article just crossed. Someone wrote an article about it, and it just crossed my feed. Oh, God. What calling is it? for A-Rod's 13 to be retired. 
I've been on this way for years. All right. He deserves yeah, his feel. How do you feel that Joey Gallo has taken your beloved Alexander Emmanuel Rodriguez's number 13? I absolutely hate it. All right. I'm sick and tired of this A-Rod slander. We've gotten years, years without an actual proper freaking definition as to why they haven't retired 20 over Paul O'Neill. But yet we'll just willingly give, give away A-Rod's number. I hate this. I hate retired numbers to begin with. I do think what the Cowboys do is a lot better where they just do a ring of honor and they just re-give out the numbers to people who they think will make it a definite impact. I like that system a lot more. But I hate this. There's no reason for A-Rod for Paul O'Neill's number to be in pseudo retirement. They wouldn't even give it to Todd Frazier after he begged Paul O'Neill to give him to give him 21. They gave Paul O'Neill a plaque back in 2015 in Monument Park. They were just like, okay, that should have been it. All right. We gave him the plaque. That's it. He got his time in court or whatever. His day in court, essentially. Kangaroo court. Um, but no, it's it's dumb. I don't like the thing of retired numbers, anyways, but I don't know. I, if Gallo's here for the long haul, that's awesome. I guess they gave him 13. Now the only the only way they would to decide this is for A-Rod to come out of retirement and, or to, to either A, come out of retirement or B, just tell Boone, I'm the manager now and that's it. Reclaim his number from the from Joey Gallo. God, that was beautiful. I'm, I'm, Thank you. I'm very happy about that. That was oh, pretty good. But it, it's really like, retired numbers are stupid, I think. It's great to honor former players, of course. We've done it well with Monty and Parker and whatnot, but at some point, like, we're running out of numbers here. Like, the Yankees went too hard with the 90s guys, I think. Yeah, we've gone over this. Like Pettit was I think Pettit was a step too far. Pettit. Maybe Bernie, like you and I both love Pettit, Bernie, Posada, and all of them. I think Pettit and Bernie were a step too far. Do it for guys who are in the Hall of Fame as Yankees. That's it. Like it should be that simple. Like the whole retired numbers are supposed to be harder to get than the Hall of Fame. Yes. That there's a reason why a lot of these teams don't have a lot of turnovers. Their qualifications are you have to be you have to be a Hall of Famer and you have to go in as that like you know with that cap on your plaque. Like, like I think there are definitely exceptions to guys who are not in the Hall of Fame to get their number retired. Like absolute fan favorite was a guy essentially for life on the team, made a huge impact, won a championship, blah blah Absolutely. blah, whatever. Generational defining guy on this team. Like he was the face of the franchise for a certain period of time. Absolutely. But I just feel like there's been a lot of numbers retired for guys who aren't going into the hall that aren't even Yankees for life. Let me take a look at the Yankees retired numbers right now. And let me tell you who, who are, you know, hall of famers and went in as Yankees too. Maris is on there because of the one season. Maris was not that great outside of that. To be fair, the number was already retired. So there's, or I, they were going to retire it again, right? No, no, no. That was eight. Never mind. Yeah, no, that was eight. eight no they double retired. No, no, no. There was no, there was no reason for this. But yeah, like, um, there's a lot of soft ones. Hang on one sec. Let me take yeah, let me pull it up. Yeah, let me, let me take a look at who the retired numbers are. <sighs> also, managers should not be assigned numbers. Why can we just have blank numbers, like blank jerseys for managers? It just makes no sense. Yeah, it's dumb. Or make uh, them your double zero. Yeah, exactly. It's so stupid. Did Billy is Billy or retired Martin? for Ottavino at this point? Is Billy Martin a Hall of Famer? No, he's not. Okay, Billy Martin has a number retired, not a Hall of Famer. No, I was more of a George Steinbrenner thing, if anything. Yeah. Okay, Jeter makes sense. Yeah. Went in his hall, going in the Hall of Fame as Yankee, obviously. Ruth makes sense. Yeah. Garrick makes sense. DiMaggio makes sense. Tori, I love Joe Tori. Obviously, he was the manager for our childhood. Doesn't yeah. make sense. So we have one six right now. Mantle, okay, makes sense. Yeah. Barra, Dickey, makes sense. They're double retired. I get the thing. 
Roger Maris, we just said, doesn't make sense. Um, Rizzuto, okay. Rizzuto's actually in the Hall of Fame as a Yankee. That makes sense. Munson, I'll give Munson a pass. Yeah, just that, because. That's circumstantial. Yeah. That one, that's fine. That's fine. If it wasn't going to be retired, it probably would have just been put out of circulation. So it's just better that they just say retire. Yeah. And like he was on probably a Hall of Fame trajectory if he had obviously. People still want him in the Hall anyway. Yeah. He might get in one day on a old timers committee. He might. Uh, Whitey Ford. Whitey Ford's in the Hall of Fame, right? That He was a Hall of Fame. Yeah. Whitey Ford Hall of Fame. Okay. Fine. Uh, Jorge, not in the Hall of Fame. I don't like. I love Jorge. He signed me a bottle of wine one time, which was really weird because I was very much underage. Yeah, but I not a fan. No, Mattingly, uh, Donnie Baseball probably is my favorite. That's, outside. The, that's one of the things, right? Like face of the franchise guy, you could have the number retired. Didn't win that, the World Series, but yeah, that one's like a questionable one. But I do like that for like a sentimental purpose. Like Donnie's probably my favorite non like Yankee that I never saw growing up at all. But he was the Yankee during that time period. Yeah, my uncles grew up with him basically like they would tell me stories like i love mattingly so i i'm cool with that one elson howard okay elson howard very cool with that yep first african-american yankee obviously of course um casey stengel uh hall of fame as a yankee manager that one's more questionable just because he's a manager i feel like he should have just gotten the plaque and they called it a day yeah so i'm not really too much of a fan of that okay 42 for mo and obviously, of course, Reggie or for uh, sorry for Jackie, of course, that's fine. We're getting into Reggie in a second. Andy Pettit, no. Gidry, no. Bernie, no. So we have okay. So one, six, nine, uh, twenty, forty-six, forty-nine, fifty-one. So that's what one, two, three. Yeah, there's like six or so numbers that it should just should not be retired honestly they should still be in circulation like and then reggie jackson is like a whole other story he's like reggie as as the legend goes the legend itself reggie jackson played five years for the yankees i'm pretty sure let me double check real quick yeah reggie jackson yeah reggie jackson played five years for the yankees right he was an oakland a for more than anything else he was an oakland a for 10 years a full decade Reggie comes over to the Yankees, absolutely race, of course. You know, he, you know, he had some MVP votes. He never won an MVP, but he was a five-time All-Star in his time here. He finished his high second MVP back in 1980. He absolutely raked during the postseason, of course. He's mixed in October. Like, can't say enough about Reggie. Like, that's a fan favorite guy. So there's yeah. that for him, of course. But yes, but as the legend goes, George Steinbrenner sweetened the pot a little bit and retired his number after just five years of the Yankees. So he would declare that he would go into the Hall of Fame with the Yankees cap on his head, on his plaque. And he did exactly that. Probably should be in there as an Oakland A or maybe just like, you know, logo list. But as the legend goes, that's that's how uh, that's how George got him to uh, go in as a Hall of Famer. As a Yankee. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I Like, listen, do I hate it? Not really, but that's kind of a bit of a questionable kind of a retired number yeah but yeah there's a a fair bit of retired numbers about six or seven of them that probably just shouldn't be retired god i guarantee you when gardner retires we're going to be in an o'neill situation 
Oh no, dude! I yeah, love. Him. I'm oh. telling you, because he has. If the Yankees don't win a World Series by the time Gardner retires, he's going to be the last bastion of that era of Yankees baseball, and they're going to keep his number out of circulation. It's so dumb. There's no reason why these numbers should not be in play. Like 21 should have been given up a long time ago. They, it's ridiculous that fans actually booed what was it Luis Vizcaino during spring training for wearing 21. He did it as a tribute to Roberto Clemente. Yeah. And they were just like, they actually mercilessly booed him. It's so well, stupid. That's like another thing where, what, they want to take, well, I don't know how strong it is, but like how they want to let the Puerto Rican players wear 21 on Roberto Clemente Day or whatever day it is. They should. So they should just take 21 out of all circulation? Out of baseball? Yeah. If we're being completely honest, probably should be, oh, 42, obviously, because Jackie brought the color barrier. I would say 21 for Roberto. And then if you really want to go like full on, like down the, down the line, down the line type of deals, uh, 51 for each row. Yeah. That feels like the next logical conclusion. If you want to do like, just like the diaspora of like, you know, multicultural baseball. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. The Yankees simply have too many retired numbers. Yeah. Yankees They're... can't count that. <clears throat> no, it's, uh, it's dumb. You know, there's some numbers that probably should be put out of circulation or at least re-given out to like, you know, who, uh, you know, whoever they think would be a nice good fit. So I guess it's a compliment to Gallo, I guess, in some sense, if you want to look at it in a positive light, but still simply too many retired numbers. Yeah, but I just know A-Rod's pissed right now. They probably. definitely didn't talk to him. No way. He doesn't like, I feel like Cashman hates him. Yeah. Cashman definitely hates him. He was a headache. Yeah, he was, but he's our headache. Um, but yeah, that. My little diatribe on retired numbers in the Yankees, basically. It's that was a long mind the gap, but I loved it. It's a dumb conversation, but it's one that I wanted to have because there's just simply too many retired numbers. And we respect the wrong players sometimes and don't respect the right players. It's it's really stupid. Figure out 21. Figure out that whole situation there. We need to figure out what we're doing with 21 for Paul O'Neill. Like either retire or don't at this point. It is stupid to play this game. I give it to someone in the show all the time just to spite people like i literally do so yeah that's basically it for us <laughs> what a hell of a podcast today wow that was a good one yeah that was a real good mind i gotta do deadline days more often yeah honestly and need hot dogs for a lunch <laughs> god eat eat dodger dogs which are highly overrated by the way just want to put that out there are the doyer dogs better no they just they're just longer hot dogs <laughs> Uh, I thought the Doyer dogs would be better because they're. Also, the they like changed the. I I wasn't there and they changed the brand, but they changed like where they get their dogs from. It's a whole thing. I don't know. It's how I missed the Daniel Murphy home run in the NLBS. Oh yeah, yeah. We gotta end those just for him. Yeah. Yeah. Need to work on that at MLB. Um. But yeah. So some of the teams around us got a little bit better. Some of them don't. Corner uh, yeah. Morosi. Oh, jeez, the Padres really thought they were going to get Scherzer and Gallon on over two. Well, I mean, they still got Frazier, so, like, I can't really knock them. Guys need to shut up. They did a good job on that one. I got to turn notifications off now because nothing else is going to happen, so that's fun. Um, oh, we got Cash in the Heaney trade, too? Wow. Yeah, Cashman said that selling teams were just giving out money. Jeez Louise. <laughs> we didn't know what to do with it, and so we just started giving it away. To known poor team, the New York Yankees. She's Louise, man. God. We're, a, we're a fun team. Um, 
Luke Voigt needs to knock some rust off from his aisle since, so they don't know what he's going to be doing, and there's no timeline on when he's going to return. So there's a slight chance Voigt's just shut down for the year, if we're being completely honest. Yeah. The way, they, the way they worded that. Yeah, Boone didn't seem very positive. Yeah, the way they worded that kind of makes you feel like he's not going to be around much and maybe just like kind of comes up in September. So we'll, uh, we'll see there. I don't know what's going to happen, but um, yeah, as always, you know, check us out on the socials at D train daily, you know, find us on your favorite podcast sites, Spotify, Apple, Google pods, your own radio or on FM. There's a basketball trade that, basketball trade that happened. That's weird. There's another basketball trade. Yeah. It's Chris Dunn and Tristan Thompson to the Celtics. Or Tristan Thompson to the Hawks and then uh, Chris Dunn in a 2023 second round pick to Boston. Interesting. Uh, but we're on a basketball podcast and we'll not go into not, that. Not anymore. No, we're, we're not. Indianapolis Colts podcast. They just tweeted about Jacob Eason. My life is over. Yeah, that's the end of Dan. Um, we'll, the end of me. We'll be talking to Matt Martinez after he gets off the BQE. Yeah. Shout out to Matt. Um, he was supposed to come on, but he ran into a little bit of an accident. Ran into a <laughs> no, he's not. It's not that bad. He's all right. He's okay. He's it's a minor, Don't worry. Better, finer fender, better. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> we're back on. We're back on track. Normal. How are you? How are you? God, we're getting punchy at the end of this. This is great. Um, right. we, Perfect ending. Yeah, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, probably. Reassess right. where we're at. <laughs> Should we have sold? Should we have bought? I we don't know yet. <laughs> we're we're going to find out tonight. We play the Marlins. About to find out. Oleon, yes. Oh God! All right, turn it off now. Yeah.